In pursuit of God, discovering purpose, maximizing potential. 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 Jesus House for All Nations. This message has been recorded live at Jesus House for All Nations. God bless you. Someone praise the Lord. Merry Christmas, everyone. Joy to the world. The Lord has come. invisible, the only true God, the ruler, the possessor of all heaven and earth, the God who rules in the affairs of men. We worship your majesty. We give you praise and glory for the wonders of your love that sent your son at such a time as this. Oh Lord, to give us a revelation of the kingdom of God. To position us so that we can be part of it in time and eternity. Oh, Lord, open our eyes, open our hearts, that we may embrace this truth in all its entirety, to the end that the kingdom of our God may prosper in our hands. For in Jesus' precious name we pray. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Thank you. You may please be seated. Thank you very much, choir. Thank you. I will not deny you the uh, melody or unmelody <laughs> of my croaking voice by singing a song that uh, was a blessing to me growing up as a young Christian. He lives, he lives. 
Christ Jesus lives in me. He talks with me and walks with me along the narrow way. with me to Acts chapter 10 as we meditate on the peace of Christmas. Everywhere you turn in the Christmas story, you encounter peace, the peace of Christmas. Acts chapter 10 verse 34, and Peter opened his mouth and said, in truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality. I, I love the way it is put in King James. He said, God is no respecter of persons. But in every nation, whoever fears him and works righteousness is accepted by him. The word that God sent to the children of Israel preaching peace through Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. That word you know which was proclaimed throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. For God was with him. And we are witnesses of all things which he did both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they killed by hanging on a tree. Him God raised up on the third day and showed him openly, not to all the people, but to witnesses chosen before by God, even to us who ate and drank with him, after he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that it is Jesus who was ordained by God to be judge of the living and the dead. To him all the prophets witness that through his name, whoever believes in him will receive remission of sins. Verse 44, while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word. And the people said, Amen. Now, it is amazing that in the gospel message from the very beginning of its inception, Centered on peace. Glory to God in the highest. The angels announced. And on earth, peace. And goodwill towards men. Goodwill towards men. The proclamation of the peace of God. In scripture, Romans chapter 5. Verse 1, the Bible declares, therefore, being justified by grace, we have what? Peace with God. Every believer in our Lord Jesus Christ and all aspiring believers must understand what this peace is all about and where it came from. Where it came from. Now, 
for us to grasp it properly, you must remember that the scriptures declare that one day, whether you like it or not, whether you believe it or not, one day, everyone will stand before God in judgment. Everyone. You know, and it doesn't really matter what, what you think about it. It doesn't matter. You know, I, I, I tell all these stories because, um, because um, they bring to me a reality that is beyond uh, uh, conception. These are the experiences of people who have died or who had a death experience. I love to tell the story of this girl. may have told it here before. She, 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 she jumped on an Okada. We call it in Nigeria on a motorbicycle kind of taxi. And she woke up six days later in hospital. There was an accident. She woke up six days later in hospital. And in that experience, she said she, she, she was dressed in flowing white gown. And she was dancing and rejoicing. Heading to a city, you know, with glimmering light. And she was so happy that she made it. You know, having been in church, I mean, she had understanding of um, what it means to make it. You know, when you are dressed up in white and you are heading to the city of light. You know, and then she progressed until she came to a kind of fence. You know, you could see the city in the distance, but there was a fence and a gate. And, and when she got there, there was a man who said, you must go back. She said, no. I can't go back. Having gotten this far, please let me in. And the gentleman said, no, you must go back. She said, I do not want to go back. And they argued and argued and argued. And she broke down and fell down and began to cry. You must let me continue. Then the gentleman looked at her and said, let me ask you one question. What makes you think you qualify to enter there? She said, eh, in that case, I will go back. <laughs> oh, yes, because if you cross that point of no return and you don't qualify, that's it. And so when you hear about peace with God, you must think of judgment. Because the Bible states clearly that God has committed all judgment to the Son. You know, there are many people who romanticize the whole idea. You know, I've had people say that, uh, I don't think God will put anybody to, in hell. What type of God will that uh, be? You know? And they're based on the fact that the Bible says God is love. And so, a God of love will not bear to see his own creation in fire forever. That's unthinkable. Indeed, except that you had a choice not to go there. Uh, you had a choice not to go there. So why did you choose to go there? And then when a man sits as judge... It's all according to the law, not according to sentiment. Even if you know the judge, even if he was, the judge was your father and he's sitting at judge, he wouldn't say, oh no, you're guilty, my dear, but because you're my son, I don't think I should send you to jail. Nobody will do that. He will lose his job the next day. When you sit as judge, you judge according to the rules. Now your personal inclinations don't come into play. No, it's a totally different scenario. And so those who romanticize that, um, oh, because of the nature of God, he will, never, he will never send anybody to hell. You miss the point entirely. Because you have that choice in life to escape that judgment. And it is offered in such a way that if you reject it, it will only, you will only have yourself to blame. You will only have yourself to blame. And that's why 
I love to read uh, uh, um, Romans, Romans chapter 3, from verse 21, so that everybody will get it clear, clearly. So when the Bible says, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. We have peace with God. And let me tell you what happens before I read that scripture. When you are justified by faith, they put a mark on you. You know, and you know, you know, that mark is not readable by men. It is not readable by men. Why is it important to know? Because the Bible says that the reapers who will make the separation are not men. So they don't put a mark on you for men to read. They put a mark on you for spirits to read. Jesus said in the parable of the tares and wheat, he said that reapers are angels. Aren't you glad that the reapers are angels? Because, you know, if the reapers were men, and if you come from where I come from, people will be walking up there and say, that's the way. <laughs> and and, and uh, if I'm standing there and my brother or my friend is coming, let's let him in. That's my friend. When your friend comes, we will uh, The reapers are angels. And the mark you carry is not readable by men. Everything is so organized like God. You'll expect that when a person walks up there, the angel takes one look, he sees the mark, and he knows already where you're going. And that's why it's important to listen to the simplicity of how to escape the judgment of God while you still have the opportunity while you are still alive. So Romans chapter 3, verse 21. But now God has shown us a way to be made right with him without keeping the law, okay? Without keeping the requirements of the law as was promised in the writings of Moses and the prophets long ago. Verse 22. We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes. No matter who we are, no matter who we are. For everyone has sinned, we all fall short of God's glorious standard. In other words, it doesn't matter how moral you are. The standards of morality that God is using, no one can meet it, no matter how much you try. And when God saw that it's impossible for man to make heaven without grace and mercy, he changed the rules so that those who have understood the way of humility those who have understood the way of faith, those who have embraced the way of grace, they can come. They can come without struggle. You see, the, 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 way, the way heaven has been structured by God is that, you know, in, in life, you, you pass the exam to qualify. But under grace, you qualify before you start learning the whole thing. The day you come, the, that day you qualify. Isn't that amazing? You know, it's amazing. And this is what the apostle was expounding here. Okay? Verse 24, yet God with undeserved, that's the word, undeserved kindness, declares that we are righteous. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty for our sins. For God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. This sacrifice shows that God was being fair when he held back and did not punish those who sinned in times past. For he was looking ahead and including them in what he will do in this present time. God did this to demonstrate his righteousness. For he himself is fair and just, and he declares sinners to be right in his sight 
when they believe in Jesus, he declares them to be right in his sight. Okay? Can we boast then that we have done anything to be accepted by God? No. Because our acquittal is not based on obeying the law. It is based on trusting the Lord on faith. So we are made right with God through faith and not by obeying the law. After all, is God the God of the Jews only? Isn't he also the God of the Gentiles? Of course he is. There is only one God and he makes people right with himself only by faith whether they are Jews or Gentiles. Verse 31, well then, if we emphasize faith, does this mean that we can forget about the law? Of course not. In fact, only when we have faith do we truly fulfill the law. So you see, we, we get into this. God taking one look at you and I realizes that it is impossible to meet the standard to enter heaven. So he says, okay, here's the way we're going to do it. In order not to violate my justice, I will still judge you. I will still condemn you. Because that's what I ought to do. But then I will put the penalty on Jesus. So that if you then believe that when Jesus died on the cross of Calvary, he died for your sin, okay? Then I will consider you acquitted. And then I will accept you into my heaven. Then is it on the basis of what you've done? No, it cannot be. But does it mean you don't need to do anything? No, you have to. Because having now received the pardon, it's like someone says, here is where I want you to be. Okay, your seat is there. Okay, but that's where you are. Oh yeah, walk up to that place. That's why the Apostle Paul said, walk out your salvation with fear and uh, trembling. Walk it out. Having received it, don't keep it. It's not an ornament. It is not a, 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 an accolade. No, you, it is a package you have received. Now you've got to open it. Now you've got to enter into it. Now you've got to live it out. You've received it. You see, before you will be struggling to receive it, now you've received it. It's for you to now match up what is in there with the very life you live every day. And that's why when people uh, become Christians and they continue in their sin, it shows fundamental ignorance of what the whole thing is about. And worse still, when people encourage them that grace means you can, you can continue to live as you like. Because Christ has already uh, covered you up. You know, nothing will stop you from going to heaven. I said, that's a delusion. That's a delusion. Because you see, if you don't match up to what you received, preachers will tell you that once they've written your name, there's nothing they can do about it. So all you need to do is come one day to church, uh, declare that you've given your life to Christ and they will scribble your name in the book of life and that's it nobody I've had people say nobody can remove it but do you know that that's not true it's not true because in Revelation chapter 3 it said he that overcometh I will not remove their name from the book of life what does that mean it means names can be removed. Yes. It means men can be removed. So when people have a false confidence that they can continue to live as they like, you know, while, whilst we being Christian, just come and do this religious jig, and then when you die, angels will be waiting to take you to paradise. Hmm. Think again. They do remove names. And do you know something about that? They don't tell you when they remove it. When you get there, you'll be so shocked. That's why the preacher says that people will be walking majestically. So where are you going? Oh, heaven, of course. <laughs> I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Only to find there, say, what's your name? Okereko Karafa. Okereko Karafa. First Pentecostal London, Abbey. Say, yes. First Pentecostal London. Okereko Karafa. First Pentecostal London. Enter. 
not found. <laughs> you see, that's when people are shocked. My name is in there. You know, I feel, I, I feel for those who will, who will suffer that shock. The reason is because at that stage, there is nothing anybody, anywhere can do. There's nothing. And do you know, it doesn't matter what the preacher said at your funeral. It doesn't matter. Haven't you been to these funerals? They will eulogize the man. You know, he did this and the other. He was this and the other. But you know the truth about life. You don't really know anybody. You just know about them. You know, the thoughts of their heart. All the things that they are up to when nobody is watching. That's why if they say, is there any uh, 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 righteous man here? How many people can you talk for? Just yourself. Oh. Because only yourself know what you are. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And that's why it is very important to understand the message of Christmas. Peace with God. And that first peace is to reconcile the man and God so that the sin of the man will no longer be an obstacle to God. You see, God did this. You know, this is what we call the prerogative of mercy. God did this to give himself liberty to show mercy. Okay, so if every thief is going to jail, but you have money to pay for what they have stolen. So how much is this one? You say, ah, uh, 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 200,000 pounds. Okay, here's 200,000 pounds. Release him. You know, release him. Release him. Can you imagine now the man goes and steals again? He saw God has money to be releasing us. You see, this is the sort of thing. No. But God, because he's the one who paid the price, he can, he's free to show mercy. Do you know that that's why some people will feel that you're undeserving of mercy? You know, after all the terrible things you have, uh, how, can you, how can you receive the same mercy with me? You know, look at, look at all the terrible things you did. I've been, I've been in a meeting where a man said not, not everybody can go to heaven like that. That if you have done terrible things, don't expect, don't expect forgiveness. You know, in other words, the man has no space in his heart for grace. He feels that people who have done terrible things, they should really, yes, suffer very well for it. And you know, uh, uh, some people also, because they've been, they've been there a while, you know, they gave their life to Christ so early, you know, they didn't do anything. They were very holy and spiritual, you know, very early. You know, all these people who sin so much, how can we all go to the same? Eh? Look at all these ones. They've seen and seen and seen and seen. Now they're 50, they say they're born again. Hmm? Those of us, we, you know, some of us, we, we, we started as, as teenagers, even under 10. And we've done nothing. We just stayed very holy. And do you know they put all of us together? You know, some people will be really offended. You know, they should compartmentalize this thing. Those who came early, those who came early, and those who came very late. Eh, so that at least when you get there, people will know where they belong. But to match all of us eh, together. Yes. You know, that's what Jesus said. And Paul said to the Ephesians. He said, in the fullness of time, when the, the devil sees people who are in heaven, he will be like, what? Look at this criminal is also here. <laughs> because they don't understand that what God did was to give himself liberty to show mercy. Yes. You know, if it depended on another, yes. Some people will say, no, you can show mercy to this one. But you cannot show mercy to this one. But God made, paid the price so he could show mercy to everyone. And when it comes to those who came early, that's why Jesus told us the parable of the, of, the, of the workers. Those who came to work at 6 in the morning, those who came at 9 in the morning, those who came at 12 noon, those who came at 3 p.m., 
And those who came at 5 p.m., you know, they already lost all their teeth and, and, and can't even uh, do, do anything again. They also came, you know. And those who came at 6 o'clock in the morning, of course, they will feel cheated, you know. Look at all these people. You know, they did all these things and they're here with me. And Jesus said, I don't owe you. I haven't done you any wrong. Are you offended that I'm showing mercy to those who came late and giving them the same prize as you? Yes, you know. So, you see, many people don't understand the love of God and the peace. He wants to make peace with you so that no matter who you are, no matter what you've done, no matter where you have been, you can come. You'll be justified, not by works, but by faith. Because you went to God to say, when Jesus died on the cross of Calvary, he died for me. Now, how do you know you have truly made that statement? He died for me. It is because of gratitude and loyalty. You see, if you don't match it with gratitude and loyalty, then you have not accepted it. How can someone do that for you and you are not grateful? Then you don't understand it. That's the best I can say. How can someone do that for you and you're not loyal? And where do you show your loyalty? During temptation. Yes. They delivered me from my sin. They, they, they gave me the, the, the gift of eternal life. And then temptation comes to join them on the other side again. And then I have to have, I say, no. The person who saved me, he was so kind to me. I don't qualify, but he, he selected me. And because of that, I must be loyal to him. See, and that's the loyalty that keeps us following, that keeps us obedient, that keeps us resisting temptation. To show the world and the devil that we are loyal to the one who saved us. Do you know that that's the inspiration for righteousness? It is for that reason that, you know... People do things to you, say things to you, and you know how you should react naturally. But because of loyalty to Christ, because you know what he did to forgive you your sin, you forgive them. And do you know sometimes the people, the people around you think you are foolish? Oh, yes. Sometimes people hurt you. You humble yourself and you forgive them. The world around you thinks you're stupid. Don't you know that if you continue to forgive them, that's how they'll continue to, 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 to hurt you? Don't, don't you know? You need to be wise. I said, but was God wise the day he forgave you? You know? That's why the Apostle Paul said, through the foolishness of preaching, God is saving those who believe. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense to many people. But what shows that you truly understand what transpired at Christmas is loyalty. They're so loyal to God that you'll do whatever he asks you. They're so grateful that uh, you will do whatever he commands. And the Bible says that the moment you understand peace with God, then you're going to be able to do peace with men. Yes. Having forgiven me so much to make peace between me and God. Now, I'm in a position to understand also that the people who hurt me, the people who wronged me, in order to have peace with them, I have to what? Forgive them. I have to forgive them. You know? And this is the challenge of Christmas. It's not just to sing and dance and have a good party and get presents. Yes, all of that is good. But it is to Enter into the revelation of Christmas and live it out in the world so that the people around you, husband, wife, brother, sister, colleagues, they will know that you understand the meaning of Christmas. Peace. The Apostle Paul said, 
in Romans 14, 17, the kingdom of God is not in meat and drink. And we, if the apostle Paul were to write that today, he would also say the kingdom of God is not about success. It's not about prosperity. It's not about wealth. It's not about increase. Yeah, because, you know, I tell people, anything the devil can also give, it cannot be cardinal to the kingdom of God. Oh, yes. The th all of these things I've listed, the devil can give them. He said, but the kingdom of God is about righteousness. What is the next one? Peace. Yes. Peace. And then, joy in the Holy Ghost. Yes. Righteousness. What is righteousness? What is righteousness? Because that's where many people have the problem. If the kingdom of God is about righteousness... Then everyone needs to understand what righteousness is. Righteousness, it means on every matter, I must stand where God is standing. You know, anywhere the word of God is standing, anywhere the revelation of God is standing, on any matter, that's where I will stand. No matter the cost. Because righteousness always has costs. I tell this story all the time of a, a, a pastor in a church. He was a, an executive in a bank. They brought him one paper one day to sign. And he said to them, you know I'm a Christian, that there is no way I can sign this. And the chief executive said, in that case, please write your resignation. And he said, without pleasure. But I will not sign it. I will not sign it. So he wrote his resignation and left the company. Now, I went to that church and somebody came to tell me the story. I tell this story all the time. And they said to me, this is three years now. He still hasn't found another. Yes. Why did they come to tell me that? They were suggesting that maybe he should have used uh, some sense. Yes. Try to find a way. Uh, yes. See, that's what people are doing. That was what people are doing. Well, you're a Christian, all right. But, um, but um, you, 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 should, you should know how to do it. I said, the only problem with that is after you have done it, don't forget that when you die, the record will be there. Uh, yes, the record will be there, both audio and video. Yes, both audio. They have audio and video. You know, they have. You know, I, I didn't realize that until I, I, I read a bit of uh, Einstein's relativity. You know what Einstein's relativity is all about? That um, if this, this, this meeting now that we're doing here, in, in uh, one light year, they will be seeing it as if it is life. Because the picture of what we're doing here never, is never destroyed. It enters into the archives of nature. It's transformed into electromagnetic waves and continues to travel. Yes. So if you are in a, in a world that is 20 light years away from Earth, what we did 20 years ago is what you'll be seeing now. Yes. Nothing disappears. That's why God has audio and video. Has audio and video. And so, so, so those who are hoping that, um, I'm not sure they really keep record that well. Uh, you can bet, too. There's record. There's record. Peace with God. And so peace with men. And then the last one of it, joy in the Holy Ghost. Many people don't know what that is. Do you know what joy in the Holy Ghost is all about? Is that even though I knew the danger, even though I knew the pain and suffering that will follow, I still said no. I still said no. And then the consequences came. Yes, I suffered for one year. Yes, I suffered for two years. Yes, I suffered for three years. 
And then God saw me through. Then I can stand on my feet and say, yes, it's real, it's real. You can go through it. And heaven will enlarge you. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That's why David said, oh, taste and see. It's about experience. Oh, taste and see. That yes, you can say no. Yes, there's no guarantee of how it will pan out. Yes. You know, nobody, you see, when preachers promise you that if you say no because of God, oh, God is going to catch you, everything is going to work out wonderfully well. Yes, it will. But they don't say how long ago. Oh, yes. They don't say how long. So, no, in fact, even the next day, even God will change everything. Uh-huh. You see, all those are what we call romantic gospels. The reason is because they're just meant to be nice to you. And that's why when people now get into trouble, standing up for righteousness, and they're like, ah, they didn't tell me that this is how it's going to be. Oh, nobody told me. Ah, no, if they had told me, why should I? Am, am I so stupid? That is it. That's why Jesus said, before you come, count the, yes, so count the cost. This is not for babies. This is not for romantics. You know that there will be costs when you begin to stand up for God, for truth, for justice, for righteousness in the world. Yes, there will be cost. And unless the church embraces the cost, you cannot, you and I cannot change society. Oh yes, you have to be different now to point the way. And to be different, you have to be ready to pay the price. Oh yes, that's the gospel. And that's why we, we cannot raise men and women who can stand up and say, I believe. I believe. Let come what may. I believe. But Jesus came here to say to you and I, the reason I came is not so that you can stand up by yourself. No, the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. He will empower you. He will strengthen you. He will provide for you. He will take you through every challenge so that you can have joy. Oh, yes. I tell people you can dare anyone and everyone. That's what Christmas is about. To bring out the God nature. To defy the world and prove that God has raised men and women who are like Jesus on earth. That's what it is. And so every time you go home, you don't just sit down and, and just pray. No, you say, Lord, empower me. Oh, so that no matter what comes my way, I will have the inner strength to say what? Empower me. I need to be empowered. I cannot do it on my own. The flesh cannot resist the pressure. But the Holy Ghost, oh yes. That's why in that last verse, verse 44, the Bible says, as Peter was speaking, what happened? The Holy Ghost came down. Yes, because only the Holy Ghost can make a man defiant. Yes, because he will be whispering to you, you dare not say yes, you dare not say yes. And I tell people, you see, what gives the Christian the inner strength is because you're hearing what other people are not. Uh, yes, they don't know that you're hearing something. <laughs> they see you, they think, they think that you're just a uh, bull. They say, no, you're hearing something. I told some of my friends who went into politics, you know, I said, here's the way to live there. Okay? So when you are in discussion with anyone, just say to God, as they are talking, Please, Lord, be listening to them. Because when they finish, you will tell me what to say. Oh, yes, absolutely. I said, why do you need to do that? Because when he tells you what to say, he has factored the consequences of their reaction. That's how we follow God. He has the consequences of their reaction. He knows whether they will be angry or not. He knows what they will threaten or not. He has, he has seen all of that. And so he says, say it, say it anyway. And then when you say it, they were like, are you crazy? He said, no. No, you're not. I'm not crazy. But this is, this is what is right. And do you know, it's because we are not doing that. That's why the world has gone to the dogs. Oh, yes. So this Christmas, 
You and I need to nail down and say, Lord Jesus, since I have peace with you, that means whatever happens, I'm coming home. Yes, and I have a short place. And then let's go, let's go, let's go. And there anyone and everyone. Oh, yes. There anyone and everyone. I don't know who you are today. Just a few days to another Christmas. Take a moment and say to yourself, why did Jesus really come? I want to enter into the fullness of why Jesus came here. I just don't want to be a floating Christian. Just come to church, sing, dance, be happy, then go home and live life as usual. No, that would be a tragedy. That would be a tragedy. But I want to go home and let everyone around me know that Jesus lives in me. Yes. You know my song, you ask me how I know he lives. He lives within my heart. That's it. He's alive within me. And he's speaking to me all the time. He's telling me what to do, what to say. By his Holy Spirit, empowering me with the courage and the boldness to say no to what is wrong. To say yes to what is right. To dare men and devils, who no matter who they are. You know, he said to us, don't be afraid of people who can only kill the body. He said, be afraid of those, of the one who can kill the body. And then when he finishes with the body, he will cast that soul into hell. Yes, he told us. Bow your head and let us pray. Someone has to say, Lord Jesus, I want to be loyal to you. I want to be loyal to you. I don't want to live a fake, very fake Christian life. I want to really be loyal to you so that everywhere I go, at work, at home, in the neighborhood, in the community, in the village, everywhere, people will know that I truly belong to Christ. I truly. Because you will be saying no to what is wrong through me. You will be saying yes to what is right through me. The world will hear your voice through me. They will see your humility, your love, your compassion, your kindness. They will see it through my life. Someone has to make his genuine commitment to Christ. And if you have challenges already, peace with men, you have challenges already, then say to God, I need grace. I need power. To be able to correct what has gone wrong. In any relationship you are in, there's no peace. No, become instrumental to bring in the peace back. Whatever it will cost, whatever it will take, Lord Jesus, I am ready to restore peace. I want to represent you in every relationship I am in. In every circle, I mean, I want to speak for you. And if you've not been doing that, my brother, my sister, why don't you use this Christmas to say, Jesus, your coming must benefit me. It will not be in vain. It will not be in vain. And if you're here and you're saying that prayer, I just want to pray with you. That the Holy Spirit, who sees the heart, he will come to you and empower you. And give you the grace and the boldness and the courage to stand up for God in the world. Is there someone praying this prayer? Ready, ready to go with him today. The Holy Spirit is waiting to connect with you. So if you're here, just raise your hand. I want to pray with you. Is there someone here? Is there someone praying this prayer? Is there someone praying? Anyone here this morning or this afternoon? Is there anyone? Yes, God bless you, my brother. Is there anyone else? Is there anyone else? 
Because of our time, if you're, if you're making that decision, please rise to your feet and come. Come and let us pray together. Come from wherever you are, come. Come and let us pray together. From wherever you are, come. Is there anyone else coming? Is there anyone else coming? If you're coming, then come now. Anyone else? It's okay, my brother. It's okay. It's okay. Is there anyone else coming? Just invite him into your heart and say, Lord Jesus, please take me over. I surrender to you. I declare now that you are my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Holy Spirit, only you know where this my brother is. Empower him. Forgive him. Cause your spirit to dwell in him. Let him hear the voice that others don't hear. So that he will be strong inside. Thank you, oh God. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you, my brother. Shall we all stand? Shall we all stand? I live for Jesus day after day. I live for Jesus. Let come what may, that Holy Spirit I will obey. I live for Jesus day after day after day. I live for Jesus day after day. I live for Jesus. Let come what brother take a moment my sister take a moment and make a deep heartfelt communion with God that will lead you to a commitment to really follow the Lord no matter the cost to right the wrongs that exist in your life now at family level at work level at community level, right of the wrongs. Unilaterally, that's why the Bible says, as much as lies with you, be at peace. So if you're at peace with them, they don't want to be at peace with you, then there's nothing you can do. As much as lies with you, be at peace. There's someone who is not at peace at home, at, with community, with family, Immediate and extended. No. Jesus came to bring peace. It is called the peace of God. That passes understanding. So that you will be an agent of peace. For blessed are the peacemakers. And they shall be called the children of God. It's a Christmas of peace. It's a message of peace. We are kings of righteousness. We are kings of peace. Say to him, Lord Jesus, make me an agent of peace. Make me an agent of peace at work, at home, in the immediate family, in the extended family. Let me be the peacemaker. For the peacemaker is the child of God. Blessed are the peacemakers. For they are the sons of God. 
they are the children of God. receive him begin to receive him he wants to build you up he wants to empower you he wants to take you to heights you've never known before he wants to show you vistas of the glorious life in Christ he wants to make you and position you so he can rule your world through you remember whatever obstacles you're facing whatever challenges you're facing in this atmosphere of his presence why not to ask for help and say Lord help me help me yes to push down every obstacle every mountain that is hindering me in my life ask the Holy Spirit to take you over now to empower you of God we welcome you we receive you in our hearts 
may we never be the same again. As we put down every obstacle, whatever has hindered us hitherto, we command remove now in the name of Jesus Christ. Spirit of the living God, breathe afresh on each one. And as we go home, may your power be manifest in us. In our relationships, manifest in the fruit of the Spirit. Manifest in the gift of the Spirit. That the kingdom of our God may prosper through us. We give you praise and glory. We worship your majesty. Immortal, invisible God. The ruler of all the heavens and the earth. We give you praise and glory. For in Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. And all God's people said...